0: Hi, I'm Melanie Huggard. Welcome to Eavesdropping, a conversation between two life consultants where we talk about the questions that can be scary. These are conversations that spark curiosity, insight, perspective, and breakthrough. This podcast might trigger you, and I actually hope that it does. I hope that it triggers you into growth. Let's dive in. Hey friend, I'm excited that you're here uh, on today's episode. I have a guest that I've never had on before. and I'm really excited to have her come on and chat. Uh, I met her through a podcasting group that I've been part of and um, she invited me to be on her podcast and I wanted her on mine. And um, today we're going to talk about the power of movement and um, who I have today is Amanda Upton. Amanda, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Uh, I want to do a little introduction though and tell people about who you are. Um, you are a podcast host of, um, oh my gosh, make things happen. That's <laughs> right. Such a great, it's it's such a great title, right? Like make things happen. And um, you have been. Are you? You're a former yoga studio owner. Do you still yeah. teach yoga too right now? I do. I
1: still teach yoga. I've been teaching yoga for, I think it's been around 20 years. I had a yoga studio for a number of years. It's always been a part of my life. It feels like, but yeah, I still teach from time to time.
0: Great. Mainly mainly coaching. Yeah. Awesome. And then you, you were a former corporate trainer. That's fun. Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's, that's fun. I love corporate stuff. Um, but now you're a life or a mindset coach and business coach and you have an awesome podcast that I, people like, Hey, Hey friend, you need to go listen to make things happen. Um, she, she, Amanda has episodes that are, you know, as short as like 15 minutes and as long as an hour. And she covers, you know, things from the fear we have all the way up to goal setting. And so you cover the wide gamut of it. It's great. Well, thank you. It's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything else I, in my introduction of you, anything I missed out that people should know? No, I think that's good. Yeah. I work You're...
1: primarily, you know, I work with women and I work with women who are small business owners who are entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah. And I'm excited to talk about movement today because it is something that I've incorporated into my my life, my personal life, into my career, and even
0: in my coaching, even though we talk about business, it's very much still a part of yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um I love movement and the power of it. Um, I think we underestimate it. And like you and I were talking off, off show, I had said like even just the powerful movement of when we're at our desk and we're getting, we're noticing like we're losing energy or we're getting slumped or starting to feel off or something, even just getting up and walking down the hallway or stepping outside into the sun, even just that movement from one place to another can bring a powerful shift. To your day um, tell me now obviously yoga that's all kinds of movement <laughs> and I'm sure people understand how that experiences but tell me how just simple movement has affected you yeah
1: it's been the biggest catalyst for change in my life and for really understanding myself more deeply um, it's really been all kinds of movement, whether it's just taking a few moments to just stretch or walk like you're suggesting, or get up and go outside. And and also the bigger practices of like a yoga practice or dance class or something of that nature. Like all of it just moves you from your head into your body, moves you from a place of thinking into a place of sensation. And especially like if you are in a practice of moving on a regular basis, you're developing that awareness of how your body is feeling in that moment. And sometimes we're not completely aware of the stress or the anxiety that we're feeling until we start moving our body. And then we go, oh my gosh, I'm holding so much. I'm so tight. I'm so uncomfortable. Those are all indicators of what's kind of happening mentally, what's happening inside. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So true. Even just last night I was watching TV and um I hadn't moved. I realized, oh my god, I've been watching some I haven't moved in an hour and a half. I've been yeah. in this one position watching this show and I was like, "Oh man, I need to get up." And so I had to get up and when I was feeling it, right? Like, "Oh, I'm all of a sudden aware of my low back. I'm all of a sudden aware of my tight hammies, right?" <laughs> <laughs> Totally. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. I, I just realized it, it's, it wasn't like st- I had not moved one. Like I was so oh into goodness. that show. Yeah. I did not move a muscle. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't do that. I need to <laughs> yeah. at least shift my shift my body a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's been like
1: the biggest shift for me in terms of going from teaching yoga and having a yoga studio to coaching is Mm -hmm. sitting so much I'm so much more aware of like whoa my back and my legs like my hamstrings and yeah I feel just like way more discomfort from sitting so much yeah 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 so really work on
0: that you you had shared with me that um your early 20s is when things started to shift for you uh I'd love I'd love for you to share that with our friend that's listening yeah sure So when
1: I was in my early twenties, like, I want to say I was like 23, Mm I, um, took a a class. It was called a Nia class. And Nia is a combination of yoga, dance, and martial arts. And it was a form of movement I had never done before in my life. Up until that point, I had been involved in dance, but more of like, you know, there's a way you do it. You go here and you move your arm here and your legs here. Or I'd done fitness classes, but I had never been involved in a class that combined modalities. And then also the kind of the underlying foundation around it was to move in a way that was really intuitive to you.
0: Mm -hmm. move in a way
1: that feels good so that was often the the instructor would would say like move in a way that is an expression of you now move in a way that feels really intuitive and so that was like a brand new experience and I had no idea how to actually move in that way that did not come like naturally in that moment it felt really scary and it felt like but wait how should I move I really enjoy moving my body but how should I move and um it took a while for me to break away from like this, I want to do it the way you're doing it and into the way that feels really good for me. And in that mm. process, I would catch these glimpses. I mean, and I'm talking like glimpses where all of a sudden I'm moving in a way that feels really good to me. And I have this mm. insight about who I am and what I want. The time in my life, I was so far from who I had always dreamed I would become as a kid growing up I was so far from that life I was married to an alcoholic I was doing a job that I hated I was uh, Mm. working in a bank as a loan closer like that was so far from what I had dreamed of wow for for myself I mean so far so different so different and like I was in this life that that was, I wasn't quite ready to step into where like, I was having dinner ready every day at six o'clock, you know, like it was, it was a routine that I wasn't, it didn't, it felt very tight and constraining and I wasn't happy at all. And I, but I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't have the tools and I didn't have the insight or the awareness. Of it. But when I went into these movement classes and specifically my Nia class, where I was invited to move in an intuitive way, that's where I would catch these glimpses of just like, but there's something more for me. Oh, I can sense that I'm meant to do more. Like it was that is really what what kind of woke me up. And so mm-hmm. I would have these moments, and then I would go back into my life and go, I hate this, but I don't know like how to get out of it, and I don't have the courage, or I didn't at the time just didn't feel like I had the strength or the courage. But the more I kept taking these classes, and I began to take yoga at the same time. The more I act, that like, that is seriously, it may sound so silly, but it's seriously how I got out was through a movement practice because it gave me real life data that I had strength. I had physical strength and I had the courage to do my mm-hmm. own thing. So like I could do my own thing on the floor, on the dance floor, I could do my own thing in my life. Like I, I, it was like that. It was like I could see it there so I could see it here. And having that example and being able to play with being free and being myself on the dance floor made it possible for me to create that in my life. And so it's, and it was not, I will say, it was not like light bulb went off and everything had this happy life. It was like progressive changes. Like the more I was involved in the classes and more I got connected to that dance community, the stronger I became. And it was like, the, the then I would start to take steps to create what I wanted in my life. And eventually got a divorce, moved out of town, became a yoga teacher uh, and moved into corporate training. Like that's really kind of where (laughs) it went. And then when I I was in corporate, I'll just mention real quick, when I was in, when you said corporate training, it made me think, oh yeah, I bring movement with me everywhere I go. Like when I was doing my training, I always brought movement for the very same reason to like bring that sense of community and safety in.
0: Yeah. And, um. I think the power of movement is why also why it's powerful is you're addressing your physiology and when you're addressing your physiology, you're going to affect your state. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like most States have a movement to it. Like depressive States Mm
1: -hmm.
0: are slumped over, right? They're head down, they're slow right? That's, that's movement. It's just a, not movement in the, like we think of movement. I, I know me, I always think of like upbeat movements when mm-hmm. I can see movement or fast mm-hmm. movement, but oh, yeah. we're doing movement all the time. And so when we get, I love that you call it a movement practice, mm-hmm. not something you're doing once a quarter, right? <laughs> like it's a practice that you're moving and intentionally moving because we can get into these uh, habit states of physiology that we're not even aware of. And we're moving and we're telling a story with our body, which yeah. is our state, right? Yeah. And then we wonder, we have a lousy state and we have lousy stories that we tell ourselves mm-hmm. from that state, which cre- creates a lousy strategy. Yes, absolutely.
1: And, and that's, then it's just and it becomes a habit. And that's like yeah. a habit we're living and creating every day yeah. in our body and in our mind.
0: Yeah. So in that part of that you shared, one of my questions is, you know, move intuitively. You talked about that. Um, how would someone start moving intuitively? Oh, that's yeah. such a good question. I
1: think that sometimes what I when I was teaching yoga all the time, and that was something I invited people to do a lot. And there's a fear around moving intuitively because there's a desire to want to do it right. And there's yes. a desire to want to be safe like feeling like I don't know if I can keep myself safe. Mm-hmm. And so moving intuitively comes from like, it can, it can start from you're following a class, you're following the instruction of somebody else. But at the same time, you're, you're asking yourself, does this feel good in my body? It's as simple as that. Does it feel mm-hmm. good? Does this feel good? Is this what I want to do right now? And if the instructor is offering something that doesn't feel good, ask yourself, how do I actually want to move? And sometimes we don't know the answer to that. So no. it's just starting to move your body. So you just like roll your shoulders. And even in the, in, if the friend that's listening, it's like just rolling your shoulders now. Does that feel good? What mm-hmm. else wants to move? And you just continued that conversation of what feels good. That's always my, my offering is like follow what feels good. That's how when you know you're moving intuitively. And, and then over time, there's less thinking involved. Usually yeah. it's does this feel good you're just asking the question
0: yeah no it's really good I I'm glad you touched on like the perfectionism thing you want to do it right right but mm-hmm. intuition doesn't have like real into intuitive anything it's not about perfect right wrong it, it just is and so <laughs> um I think I, it makes me think of my friend um she invited me to go to country line dance class with her Uh and her and another friend, two separate worlds that now these two friends that I never would have put together are friends, which I love. Um, and they came together over line dancing. And so they're (laughs) dancing all the time, every week, like every week, they're dancing, um, sometimes twice, three times a week. And they have both separately invited me to do this. And I went once, and I actually did not like line dancing, even though you get me on the floor. I love to do like the electric slide, the Casper <laughs> slide, right? Like, so <laughs> I like line dancing. Um, I think I, I maybe I don't love country line dancing. So uh-huh. what I did was I started going with them, but I'm like, I'm gonna do what feels good. Yes, yeah. Country line dancing doesn't feel good to me. Um, yet I don't know if it's my perfectionism wanting to do it right that's like tripping me up Mm -hmm. I think it is so I'm like forget it I'm just gonna dance off to the side here and have a good time Mm -hmm. and and I'm gonna do what feels good to me and so (laughs) yeah so I'm like that's perfectly fine yeah I've been enjoying it so much so
1: um (laughs) that reminds me when I was growing up I always would ask my mom to put me in dance classes and then she would and then I would cry the whole time because I wanted to dance my way like I didn't want to do what they were doing and I would cry (laughs) we just know we
0: just know the way we want to move so funny yeah Yeah, I think too like um before I could dance like that like dance move how I, I want to move in in a public setting I actually had to start that practice of trusting my movements alone in my house. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Put some music on and just let yeah. your body flow. And, you know, and, and it's when you do that, I think people can maybe be hesitant, about something like that, because it feels so vulnerable. And it's interesting because it's not vulnerable to other people, but vulnerable to yourself. Yeah. So it might even feel scary to even put the music on and just dance the way you want to dance because you haven't allowed yourself to do that. Yeah, And also we don't live in a culture that's like, do you, you know, like move your body however you want. Like there's a lot of, we're kind of waiting for instruction a lot of times, especially when it comes to movement and how to live our life. And so when you turn that music on in your living room and you're just like, even if you like moving can look like standing there, arms by your sides and just breathing and then just lifting the arms up, you know, like you were saying, it doesn't have to be this like boppy kind of movement like you're just like swaying to the music and that can bring
0: tears and that can
1: bring like a full release or that can bring joy like it can
0: bring a lot up yes and and a lot when i first started dancing quote unquote dancing in my house right um when it, it was at a time when i was pretty down and when you're down, it's hard to get movement going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it did start out just like, okay, Melanie, just sway to mm-hmm. the music. Mm-hmm. Let it, let it penetrate you, right? Like let let the music penetrate and let your body respond. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay. And it eventually went from that to you know full on happy dancing. So yeah, and it can go um, up and down, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: took a class one time. It was a yoga class, but uh, it—I cried the entire time. Like, and it was a three hours a teacher training thing. So, but it was three hours. I cried the entire time, and we weren't even doing. It was not big movement. It was being on our feet. It was doing standing poses, and that—that the invitation that the teacher kept giving to ground into the floor to feel your feet, feel your legs—that opened up something really big about being able to feel supported by the earth and feel supported by myself.
0: Yeah. Pride
1: the whole time. Like and yeah. it doesn't even need to make sense. I want to also want to offer that like you don't need to have a mental connection of why you're crying or why no. you're feeling really joyful. You can just no.
0: emotion can just be there. Right, cuz this is uh it becomes a somatic thing and when you get into things like that like you're working out and cry, you start crying. You're lifting weights and you start crying. You you're on the treadmill, you start crying. You are just laying on the floor, breathing and stretching. You start crying or you start to feel emotional. Just let that happen because something's getting released and something in the nervous system is, you know, there's some trapped nervous system energy, some trauma that's getting metabolized. It's finally Mm -hmm. getting chewed up, right? It's getting released. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) It's almost like you ever? It's gonna. This gonna be gross, but it's like, oh, food that got stuck in my teeth, dislodged, and now I'm chewing it and swallowing. It, right? <laughs> that's so funny, yeah, this is
1: totally. Oh, you're just letting it go. You're letting it move the next, be in the next stage that it needs to be in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's so funny. <laughs> um, how have you seen, um, like? Movement and relationships, like the what you've learned about the body and movement, how has that affected your relationships? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Well, I'd say, first of all,
1: it, it impacted my relationship with myself because I was able to develop a relationship with myself. I've had a very difficult relationship with my mom and part of the movement practice that I have really that I when I started and continued was really about developing my own sense of self.
0: Who am I outside
1: God. of this relationship, and who yeah. am I in general? And it's always, always, movement has been. It has felt like home to me. So, like, mm-hmm. if there's a relationship, a, a, a difficult situation, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know who I am in that scenario it's when I'm moving that I remember. So I might have to like leave that conversation. A lot of times, like it's hard for me to have conversations in the moment. I need to go, I need to be in my body, be with myself. And that again, might just look like, like, like laying on the floor. I may actually be doing big movement, but it's like, it helps me to connect to myself so that I then can communicate more clearly from my, my like inner self to somebody else. Like, and I know what I'm what I'm saying and I know where it's coming from
0: that's really good really good so kind of in I feel like I feel like it's my opinion that movement is for everyone that like I'm thinking of maybe the friend that's listening that might say oh that movement stuff's not for me I I don't need a movement practice right um it's not my thing but I think movement doesn't have to be yoga right like it doesn't have to be dancing it doesn't have to be some sort of spiritual practice it it I feel like movement if everyone has a body therefore they need to move it
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) and I would also just question that statement of movement isn't my thing like what why isn't it like, what is the fear possibly around it? And like, what movement, what does movement bring up for you? And Mm -hmm. like, what movement feels good? And what movement feels scary? Like what movement is like, doesn't feel like it it fits? Yeah, or or holds you in the way that you need to be held. And you're right, like, I even think about movement, I read this great book called Move Your DNA, Mm -hmm. which is all about the the power of movement, but in terms of like how we need to be moving all throughout our day in all different ways. Meaning like when you sit at your desk and then you move your computer to the floor and you're working from the floor and then you're standing and working and then you're like stretching your feet as you're working. Like that's yeah. all the movement that you can do. That's very yes. simple. Yeah. And that can make, have a profound effect on your energy and your clarity <laughs> and the way you feel in your body.
0: So good. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. I'm thinking of like the business suit friend, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. That person who is just like on their computer, just getting it done, making it happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can still incorporate movement there. Yeah. And, and what about like my, my, the friend that, um, who's listening that is like tough guy friend. Ooh.
1: So, I think fear immediately, but like, you mean that like exterior? Yeah. Like, I don't do this. Yeah. This is is beneath me or like, I'm Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think movement is so good for you. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I think that Movement is a vulnerable state. It can be, I should say, it can be for people. It's and humbling. often yeah. we, we fear what's going to happen or we fear we don't know how to move or we fear what's gonna, we're gonna, how we're going to feel or we fear how other how people gonna are going to perceive us, how we're going to look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I want to offer that oftentimes thinking about being worried about the fear is often more intense than the fear itself or the vulnerability itself. And to, to recognize, like, I'm having a thought that this is really scary, but I don't mm-hmm. actually know what it's like because I haven't done it. So yeah. to recognize, like, I'm having a thought about it versus I'm actually feeling scared doing it. And then if for if, whoever, that, that tough tough persona or not, when you actually decide to try some movement, whether it's just lifting your arms up and down, turning your head side to side, rolling your hips, like anything, just noticing is that fear is that fear real in the moment? And like, what is that? Mm-hmm. What, what is getting, what is getting stirred up in that moment for you?
0: That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you could have therapy sessions. So for the person who's like, I, I don't want to go to therapy or I can't afford therapy. Like th- this is somewhere they could oh, start.
1: <laughs> absolutely. This is someplace huge where they could start five minutes in the morning yeah. to just, Seriously, just stand and roll your hips and roll your shoulders. Or You know what's a really great one that requires absolutely no coordination, huh. if, you, if anybody's worried about coordination, is yeah. to just shake. Literally, just shake. Just, just shake, shake your arms, shake yeah. your legs, shake your bottom, yeah. shake your belly, like shake all over. That can be really like a big shift
0: in energy. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Simple. So good. Amanda, I want to ask you, um, what... What are things, I'm going to shift the conversation a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, what are things that you all, you're you always telling your clients? About movement? Just in general.
1: Ooh, pay, pay attention to your thoughts. Okay. Pay attention. Yeah, pay attention because that's a really big one because we bring, we, we can say like, I don't do that or I've never done that thing or like, that's just not who I am. Uh, yeah, like in terms of movement or in terms of anything that pushes us. Mm-hmm. But it's like in those moments, it's like, well, what are you thinking about like this thing? And what are you thinking about you to really pay to not just agree with yourself and agree with self doubt and agree with your fear. But like, what am I actually thinking here? Mm-hmm. Like, what are my thoughts? Yeah. But like, pull yourself out and like, it's like, like, just watch it for a second. Like, what are my thoughts about this? And are, they, are these true?
0: Where does this come? Are these even my own thoughts? So yeah. I talk about that a lot. Yeah, and you know what? What what do you find are things that scare you, as an individual? Yeah,
1: mm, it's interesting. I go right to movement because that's a place for me where I work a lot. So and because it pairs, it always parallels my life. So right now I'm working on. Mountain biking, and <laughs> like going for it, and not riding the brakes the whole time, mm. and not looking down the trail and being like, ah, "I don't know if I can do this," and mm. believing in myself and trusting that I can, can do this, and getting off my bike when I need to. Any, I'm I work through a lot of the things that I'm afraid of in my own life. or my out life through movement. So like I'm scared, I'm I'm totally scared I'm gonna do it wrong. I'm gonna say the wrong thing. Or like Mm -hmm. am I doing the right thing in my business? Am I helping my clients? Like I have fears all around that. And a lot of that is just belief in myself and trusting myself. And so when I can work with myself off the computer, off like all that stuff and in a place where I'm challenging myself, my body, I it's a really big like window for me to see like oh if i can ride down that steep hill and then i can do this podcast interview or whatever you know like i can do the next hard thing yeah yeah so i'm working with those kind of fears pretty consistently it's like it's like we're all a work in progress right so it's it's a
0: it's daily work for me i love how you're paralleling that for yourself right like it's if i can do this then i can do that Mm mm-hmm thing, Yeah. If I can do this mountain bike thing, I can do this hard business thing. Yeah. And I love that because, um, you're giving your nervous system proof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's you're, like, <laughs> you're like, look, proof I can do it. <laughs> yes.
1: And I can like, um, like, uh, control what's happening right like I'm in control here like it's nothing's happening to me that's Mm -hmm. that's another thing that I'm I'm really working with a lot
0: yeah it's it's something that um that was a huge thing for me too when like oh life's happening through me Mm -hmm. more than to me Mm -hmm. okay so (laughs) if life's been happening through me even though things are happening all around me uh, I need to make some changes. Cause I don't, I don't want, I've been acting like a victim. Like it's happening to me. Yes. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And then you're powerless. You're helpless. You're powerless. You're not yeah. in an effective
0: place. You're not, you're not. Um, Amanda, I have really enjoyed this conversation. This has been <laughs> really good. Um, I, I just, I'm fascinated with movement and how, cause it's helped me so much. Yeah. Um, And I'm still in my learning, my different practices of what I like to do, um, and changing that up and trying to challenge myself in movement as well. Um, it can be scary. Movement can be scary, especially the older I get, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I fall down, I don't bounce back like I used to. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. I just sprained my ankle. So I I get it. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But when 2020, um, when 2020 came, so every year my family and I, we do a wreath mm-hmm. and we put symbolic things on this wreath and, um, kind of speaking into the future of the coming year of what we want to see happen. And, and then we'll pray together about those things we put on the wreath. And that's how we uh, go into the next year together as a family. That's and beautiful. in 2019, we did our, our wreath and um, (laughs) I put uh, dancing shoes on the wreath. And I said, that's it, I'm finally doing it. I'm taking a hip hop dance class, I'm doing it. Awesome, Awesome. yeah. And in January 2020, I started a hip hop dance class and it was so fun. I was the oldest person in the room. (laughs) that's great and it was very hard to find one actually by the way I was going to all the dance studios and I'm like beginner hip-hop classes they're like yeah that's for five-year-olds yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so I found one that was all ages and thankfully and um I was going and then COVID hit Mm -hmm. and uh I was like oh no so I haven't it just wasn't the same for me. They they shifted everything online, oh, yeah. but it, it wasn't the same. I, I needed to be in the room and have that energy because uh, doing it online, I'd been trying to do that myself and be like, oh, maybe you know, the embarrassment of going into a class I was trying to avoid and do it myself at home. And it, mm-hmm. it just wasn't doing what, what being in the class did wasn't yeah. the same. And so... Um, What happened when
1: you were in the class? What was different?
0: I think um, I needed to be surrounded. Mm -hmm. You know, like it was too one dimensional on the screen. I needed to be surrounded so that when I was doing the moves, I could look to the right, the left and behind me if I needed to, as I'm moving with them and, and have that support of seeing what I need to do. Yeah. And, um, and then the energy mattered to me. Like it's different energy when it's yeah. a room full of people versus just me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then, the you know, the commitment of having to leave your house and go there also was a thing, I think, as well. So now now, I, now that it feels like COVID has kind of settled for our city here, uh, I need to see search that out and see um, if they're back on. But um, yeah, I feel like There was a point to why I shared that. And I'm trying to remember what the point was. (laughs) The point was. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) The point was. um, If. That's right. If someone is trying something at home. And they're like I tried this. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Like hip hop dancing. I tried that at home. It didn't work. Uh, I think getting into a class. Like give it another shot. and, And get into a class you might need the class.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that just for all the reasons that you shared mm-hmm. that it is, it's so true that like when you're in the class environment, you're so much more able to drop in to what you're doing and focus on it.
0: Yeah. It's immersed. Yeah.
1: Immerse yourself. Otherwise you're at home and it's easy to get distracted. Now, mm-hmm. if you're like not able to get to a class or, you know, for whatever reason I would just offer that you continue to experiment with different types of movement, try Mm -hmm. some different classes out. Um, There's so many now that with COVID brought so many online options. So there's so much. And I'd also just encourage that person who's feeling that to um, really check in about how long they've been trying it. And if they'd be willing to do it every day for 30 days or every day for 10 days to Mm -hmm. just see if they can, break through the initial thoughts of I can't do this or I'm too distracted at home, to break yeah. through the like inertia that's there or the procrastination if that's there or the fear, whatever it is, and see if you can just show up every day, five minutes and do whatever kind of movement. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, you know, if if it, at some point a class becomes available, you dive into
0: that, but otherwise. Yeah. Just, just so good. Yeah. All right, Amanda, tell, tell everyone, what is it that like they're like listen to you today and they're like oh i love this lady i want to know more so how can people get a hold of you what what offerings do you have what 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 is it that people could join in with you yeah sure so you can find me at soulcareclub.com
1: that's my website and mm-hmm. also on instagram soulcare.club Um, and I'm right now I'm offering primarily one-on-one coaching. So I'm helping women to start or grow their business. And, um, I am considering doing a group coaching program, like in October, November time, um, around, uh, creating a morning practice. I call it a miracle morning practice that incorporates movement and um, just intentional time. Yeah. But for right now, one-on-one coaching is where it's at. I love working with women and I love supporting them.
0: That's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And you're good at it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're good at it. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're really good. at it. I love your podcast too. You do a good job. You're very um, you're articulate, but you're also concise. Oh,
1: thank you. Oh, that's really nice to hear. Sometimes I feel
0: yeah.
1: like I go on and on. Thank you. No, no, no. You're,
0: you're really good. I'm like, oh, she said that so concisely. I was like, man, <laughs> I'm learning. I'm, I'm going to learn from Amanda. Oh, that's the best. Thank you so much. You so yeah. awesome. Okay, this is the point where we normally say bye, but I want to add, I've been adding a little tag on at the end of my podcast lately, Uh and um, it's a questions uh, section. And I like to ask questions of my, um, my, God, words are failing me today. (laughs) of my interviewee. (laughs) I'd like to ask questions of you that the the listener can also ask themselves. And so- um, I have this card deck. It's called the Icebreaker Deeper Talk Best Self. Ooh, I love these kind of things. And um, so the the uh categories are dreams, life lessons, exposed, courage, beliefs, and self-awareness. I wanna ask you a couple questions. Which one you wanna do first? I'll
1: just go with the one that seems for the hardest, exposed.
0: Ooh, exposed. Okay. <laughs> that's a green one let me get the green okay random as you can see i'm not like pre-planning what question okay i'm just pulling from the deck all right let's see and you are allowed to pass by the way (laughs) i'm allowed to pass okay you're allowed to pass if you don't want to answer okay (laughs) what you may not have an answer for this you may be like i don't do that (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh my god what is it
0: um what controversial opinions do you enjoy sharing with others oh god I'm like so not that person you're not that person no 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 that's why I was like I like
1: more the person who like listens and asks questions to better understand um
0: how about a joke one like if I answered this um I don't because I don't enjoy sharing controversial opinions necessarily with others. Um, unless we're mutually like, yeah. Yeah. But I, I would say um, chocolate's better than vanilla. <laughs>
1: That's a controversial topic. <laughs> I would say I like Pepsi better than Coke.
0: Oh, that is controversial now. I know, okay. I know. It used to be Coke for me, but it switched to Pepsi. Oh, my husband would fight you on that. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be like <laughs> I
1: think it's like just being here on the east coast I feel like yes. it's more it's Pepsi it's
0: Pepsi it's everywhere it's the only yeah. reason yeah. yeah
1: and when I lived on the west coast or in southwest it was more coke
0: yeah yep yep my husband loves coke he <laughs> gets upset when it's Pepsi at a restaurant he's like oh man <laughs> yeah he's, that
1: is controversial is. Yeah. you that's
0: that's do have one <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, how are you able to love someone you don't agree with? Oh, that's a really good one. That's a really
1: good one and something I am always working on, is mm-hmm. to just see them like to remember that they too are a human and they are human being and that they are where they're at and their thinking and their beliefs and their thoughts and all their actions and stuff because of they came into the world with what they're carrying and um it's okay that we don't agree like yeah okay. yeah
0: yeah they're, it's human really being
1: and they're entitled to think the way they want to think
0: mm-hmm. agreed yeah 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 there's some uh yeah there's so much beyond agreement doesn't equal love no <laughs> it's just like no <laughs> all right one more let's do one okay. more so yeah friend listening i want you to think about um How are you able to love someone you don't agree with? Like Mm -hmm. really think about that today. Okay. Final question. In what area of your life do you have a hard time telling the truth? Wow. What area of my life do I have a hard time telling the truth? And it could be even to yourself. It doesn't have to be like externally, like I lie.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think historically speaking, it has definitely been about what I want. Mm. I have really, and what I, uh, what I want and what I feel I'm able to do or like what I kind of feel pulled towards. I will dilute that or not um, honor it. All right, that's really how it's been for me. I have really just I'm more of a people pleaser, something I've been working on. So it's like whatever that other person wants, I will take on. And I will like not tell the truth about what I really want.
0: Oh, so good. Yes. Oh, big work for me. Yes. It's a big work for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Again, it kind of goes back to that agreement thing. We think agreement is love or acceptance. Yeah. But how do we share what we really want? and tell the truth about what we're experiencing versus, and still feel loved, still feel like it's not going to risk and endanger everything.
1: Yes. And that feels, I can feel like you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you're about to jump.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell the truth about yourself. Yeah, it really does. Mm -hmm. And that also is a practice (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, to start sharing that part of you. Yeah.
1: And I, I know this now after many years of doing this, but I always still feel that way that I'm going to, I'm on a cliff, but I, I always, this may sound so corny to say it this way, but I always like fly, right? Like, yeah. it, it, I never just fall. Like, right when I tell my truth and I say, this is who I am, this is what I like or this is what I want, this is what I yeah. need. Then
0: I'm seen and heard in a whole different way. And Absolutely. Yeah. And you I'm can start soft. small. People can start small, right? You can be yeah. like, uh, what do you want for dinner? Uh, whatever you want fine. Yes. no. No, oh, man. I want Chinese yeah. food. That's what I want. <laughs> totally, you don't know how real that is for me. Yes, yes, that is a very big place to big small places are but creates big
1: movement. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, like people aren't gonna stop being your friend because you said you wanted Chinese food, right? Yeah, like, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. No, that's <laughs> All right, Amanda. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be with me today. I've really enjoyed this. I think it's going to be extremely helpful uh, for the person listening. So thank Isn't you. Awesome.
1: I love I've loved having this conversation. So thank you Great. so much for having me on. Yeah. And I'd
0: love to hear right. it again Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. All, All right. right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, I wanted to let you guys all know that uh, sessions are open with me. So my books are open. If you've been wanting to book sessions with me, you can do that at MelanieHugger.com. Also, while you're there, you can sign up for my email so that you're notified when the book that I've been writing with my daughter is complete and launched. We have some fun things planned for that, book clubs and other things. So if you want to be in the know about that, sign up for that email list. And For the sessions, if you're wondering if we're even a fit and how that would work, we can book a discovery call. It's just a 10-minute call. You can check that out at MelanieHugger.com as well. Thanks for listening.